0: Hello, I'm Sandra Olwine, pastor at First Time Methodist Church in Pasadena, California. And on behalf of our congregation and staff, I want to welcome you to this time of worship. We know that in the season of Pentecost and the days after, we give thanks for the gift of God's Holy Spirit that comes that we might be enlivened with hope and that we might be given purpose and passion for our daily lives. So anticipation that the Spirit will work within us and among us in this time, let us turn our hearts to praise, prayer, and proclamation.
1: We'll We come together for worship because God has given us a new song to sing, a song that resounds throughout the whole creation. Enjoying thanksgiving then, will you join us in the call to worship? We gather to worship the One who crafted creation out of chaos. Our Our cries of joy join the anthems of the the universe. universe. We gather to lift our praise to the God who gives us voice. We, we bring, bring the songs which, which have echoed, echoed in our hearts all week long. We gather as the children of God, our joy unbroken in God's love. Young and old, and old, tone deaf and perfect pitch, lift the new, new songs of faith. Amen.
2: We begin worship grounded in prayer seeking to open our hearts and lives to god's presence in this time of celebration please join me in the prayer of the day o living god of past and future we praise you for this present moment fill us with your joy and empower us with your holy spirit that our strength may be renewed to sing a new song of your glory in a world which longs for your justice and peace. All this we ask in the name of Jesus, in whom we become your new creation. Amen.
3: Some of you know who I am. In fact, what activity do you think of when you see me? Did I hear music or singing? If you said that, you're right. And if you don't know me, I'm Miss Krissa and I conduct the Cantate Children's Choir. Happy Music Sunday, just like any other Sunday we gather, even if it's online to praise God and pray and learn and worship together. But this Sunday is so special. It's one of my favorite Sundays because we focus on how wonderful it is to use our musical talents to praise God and worship and pray and learn together. My friends and I are so lucky because we get to hear your beautiful voices and your musical talents all the time. We love getting to learn and pray and worship and praise God with you. Speaking of friends, I have a couple of people who have messages for you.
4: Hey everyone hi cherubs hi cantate choir we're so excited to see you again in person it's been hard this year teaching from home but we can't wait to sing together at church in the future all right see you real soon bye
3: hi it's megan we've missed you so much this whole year while we've been having to have music class remotely but We're very, very excited to see you very soon in the future and the bell room is all ready for you. We have brand new bulletin boards on all the bulletin boards. All the bells are polished, all the gloves are clean and I can't wait for you all to come back. In the meantime, have a great summer. I hope to see you all soon and take care, bye. Since we're always asking you to sing songs for us, we decided it might be nice if we sang a special song for you. You might even recognize the melody of it. We love
1: teaching you to sing It is just our favorite thing Sundays are the greatest day seeing you and singing praise Yes Jesus loves you Yes Jesus loves you
0: Yes Music Teachers do
1: too
2: We turn to scripture today by listening to God's word as conveyed in this lesson from the Old Testament, Job chapter 38, verses 1 through 11. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up your loins like a man. I will question you, and you shall declare to me, Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? Or where were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment, and thick darkness its swaddling band, and prescribed bounds for it, and set bars and doors, and said, Thus far shall you come, and no farther, and here shall your proud waves be stopped. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
5: We turn our attention to Mark's gospel, the fourth chapter, verses 35 through 41, as we continue to listen for God's word in our scriptures. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind him, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose And the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe, and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: The last time I preached in this pulpit, it was February 9th,
4: 2020. And like this Sunday, that Sunday was Music Sunday. This week I reread what I had said that day and I remembered living in a different world. We had no idea then that hundreds of thousands of people in this country and around the globe were about to die. 497 days ago, We didn't know what phrases like shutdown or mask mandate could really mean for us or how they would feel. And only those who were really paying close attention had even heard the word COVID in February 2020. So we've been through a lot since that last Music Sunday. Our faith community's life has ground to a halt. We've scrambled to find new ways to worship God and to interact with one another. The church building has been closed and we're just now beginning to re-enter it. Looking beyond the church, there just isn't enough time to name all the ways that our life has been changed. But you know them because even the most fortunate among us have felt the fear and the loneliness, the uncertainty and the anger and the division of these many months pandemic. And so it may be helpful for us then to uh, turn to the lectionary scripture readings for today, because they both offer us glimpses of people who are recovering from calamity. The verses from Job come after the main part of his story. And you probably remember that story. Job was a good and upright man. He experienced then the loss of everything, his land, his livestock, wealth, even his children. And then Job struggles, like we all would, to understand why bad things happen to good people and why the wicked seem to prosper. He wishes that he had never been born. And into that deep despair comes God's voice, which is where today's Old Testament lesson begins. The lectionary today, in fact, only calls for the first 11 verses of what is a very long poem that goes on for some chapters. But in all of those words and all of those verses, God still doesn't answer Job's questions, and instead asks his own. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know, or stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy? Frankly, God sounds a little sarcastic. But God's point is clear. Our human knowledge is limited. As Barbara Brown Taylor has observed about this passage, Job's question was about justice. God's answer is about omnipotence. And as far as I know, that is the only answer human beings have ever gotten about why things happen the way they do. God only knows. And none of us is God. In today's gospel passage, we hear the familiar account of Jesus calming the stormy seas to the amazement of the disciples. Their calamity was shorter lived than Job's. But when they wake Jesus from his sleep in the stern of the boat, they too have a question. Do you not care that we are perishing? Jesus doesn't answer their question, much like God's epic poem doesn't answer Job's questions. Instead, Jesus calms the seas and then asks a question of his own. Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Frankly, Jesus sounds a little sarcastic, but his point is clear. Have faith. Jesus doesn't say, there's nothing to be afraid of. That storm was probably pretty terrifying, maybe more life-threatening than a pandemic with ever-rising death rates. Being afraid of life's storms is an understandable response. But sometimes life's chaos brings the chance for a divine encounter. By calming the seas, Jesus shows that the causes of life's storms are unknowable for us. But entering into faithful relationship with Christ offers the chance of peace. I recently heard an interview with Sister Helen Prejean. You probably remember Sister Helen from her book Dead Man Walking and the movie that was later based on it. In the interview, She reflects on the decades during which she has served as a spiritual advisor to men condemned to suffer the death penalty. Sister Helen is 81 now and she's thinking some pretty big thoughts. Toward the beginning of the interview, she echoes the themes of today's scripture passages and says, I figured out that the deepest things in life, you do not comprehend. You don't comprehend when you love somebody You can't comprehend fully that I got embarked on this mission of witnessing these executions, then educating people to abolish it. The big things are bigger than we can put into words or comprehend. And that's where music comes into all of this. Because like Job, we cannot understand the ways of God, and we are not God. Like those disciples on a stormy sea, we cannot control the chaotic moments of life. But we can choose what our response will be. And throughout human history, when the pain and unfairness of life could not be explained, when all else failed, people have responded with art. The ancient author who wrote down Job's stories chose verse, poetry for God's lengthy lyrical non-response to Job's questions. 42 of the Psalms, the Bible's songbook, are are psalms of lament. Johann Sebastian Bach wrote a cantata called There is Nothing Healthy in My Body in 1723. It was just a year after a great plague in Marseille, France had left over 100,000 people dead. Beethoven's transcendent A minor string quartet was written while he was suffering himself from a terrible intestinal illness just a few years before he died. We have a lot of evidence that inmates of the Nazi concentration camps wrote and performed music, even including a performance of the Verdi Requiem at Terracine in 1943. And during the early years of the AIDS epidemic, artists were inspired to write the play Angels in America, and John Corleano wrote his first symphony. And so today we are filled with hope that the storm clouds of COVID are indeed passing away. We have been afraid, but we have also made music. There is no doubt that since last Music Sunday, we have been afraid sometimes. We have wondered how a loving God could allow such suffering and death to seize the world. But we have also made music. We've embraced imperfect and inadequate means to make music together. Because one of the things that art and music can do is to draw us together. The miracle of a choir is that from a group of singers with many different abilities can come a blend of sound and unity of expression that exceeds the sum of its parts. I continue to encounter that miracle, even in the process of compiling videos week after week this year. Later in that interview I spoke of earlier, Sister Helen Prejean quoted Nobel Laureate William Faulkner. When he was asked to teach a masterclass on creative writing, Faulkner went to the blackboard and he wrote two words, only connect. We're longing for connection, Sister Helen said, especially in these COVID days. People have been so isolated. The desire for human connection is so strong. Another name for that is love. I mean, love is that ability in us to leave ego and self behind, to enter into the feelings and thoughts of another human being, and to connect with them. So, connection's everything to me. This year, our church's singers of all ages have sought for that connection by learning to record their single voices or handbell parts so that they can then be combined with others. Families have found ways to keep children and youth singing and their faith forming, even amid isolation. Solo instrumentalists have sought connection with a congregation they cannot even see. The desire for human connection is so strong, even while enduring the unthinkable, the uncontrollable, the terrifying. We cannot understand the injustices of life's chaos. And we cannot control the storms that arise on life's seas. But when all else fails, we can decide how we will respond. We can choose to believe and hope in a living God who calls each of us to engage life, to connect with one another, to create beauty in this world, to leave ego and self behind, to live in love. Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Amen.
0: Please pray with me. Inspiring God we give you thanks for all the ways that your creative spirit is found among us and within us. The beauty and abundance of your creation calls forth our responses in arts and music, and our creations unite us more closely with you. Bless all who serve your church as artists and musicians that their ways of serving may be nourishing to them and useful and inspiring to others. Watch over your church in every place and guide the work of the people and ministers. Sustain the leadership of our Bishop Grant and our Superintendent Jim, and hear the prayers offered across the district today for your work being done at Sherman Oaks United Methodist Church and at Ojai United Methodist Church. Make us messengers of your beauty and good news in a hurting and divided world, O God. We pray for your children in war-torn and violent places as they seek shelter and safety. We pray for migrant people around the globe that they may find security and rest. We pray for the social and political divisions that threaten the well-being of our own land. Heal us, O God. And save us from tribalism and the fear of one another. Unite us as your people ever-seeking ways to more perfectly love you and all of your children. We lift before you all of the prayer concerns found in today's published list, along with those needs that are known only to you, O God. We especially pray for our sister Crystal Powers as she faces health challenges this week and for all the lives around the world that continue to be affected by the coronavirus. Send your Holy Spirit among all who suffer in mind, body, or spirit, great God of love. You have given us all good things, and so we respond with joyful praise and we remember the words that our Savior Christ taught disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen
4: thank you for joining in this time of online worship from first united methodist church in pasadena california remember that this service and all of our past services and concerts including yesterday's Third at First concert for two pianos, remains available for you at the church's YouTube page. Remember while you're there to like and subscribe. With so much music, this is a very full hour today, so I hope that you'll take a moment to download the bulletin and to read the announcements there. A link can be found in the video description and in yesterday's All Church email. Deb Shepherd-Webster has been serving on the church's staff while pursuing ordination. She has a special message for us this morning.
6: It's been a difficult year, full of uncertainty and full of the unexpected. When Gary and I got married at First United Methodist Church of Pasadena, amid family and friends, I realized that I would learn to love in a way that I never thought possible. This has come true thanks to God to Gary and my church family. Since then, I've been balancing my life with Gary, my life with teaching and responding to climate change and working at the church as minister of hospitality. I've been on the path to be ordained as a deacon in the United Methodist Church, making progress slowly but surely. However, this balance in my life shifted just before the COVID pandemic hit. I had submitted my papers for ordination, but they were not accepted uh, because I did not personally experience God as three in one. I was told that if I couldn't act pastorally out of a Trinitarian viewpoint, then I didn't belong in ordained ministry in the United Methodist Church. Well, I was wondering if this was true or if there was some way to reconcile with the church when two days after I got this response, Gary was diagnosed with metastatic cancer. It was advanced, it was aggressive. It started in the bladder, misdiagnosed originally as sciatica and it had already spread to the pelvic bone with a diameter of more than 15 centimeters by the time it was diagnosed. Now, we were extremely blessed to live just two miles from City of Hope Hospital, and Gary has been receiving chemo and immunotherapy ever since. The cancer is not curable, and it's inoperable. Initially, Gary was given six months to a year to live. Praise God that the treatments have been more successful than predicted. Thank you for your prayers and your support. His life expectancy has lengthened, the pain is gone, and the cancer is retreating. We don't know how long Gary is gonna live. We hope for more than two years, maybe even five. But we're blessed with each day that we're together and God is teaching us how to love, even in the face of such difficulty and uncertainty. As our lives continue to change, I've come to realize that ordination is no longer at the center of my priorities. Gary is. Pursuing ordination no longer feels right to me. My call to God remains and my purpose in life remains the same, to love everyone and make the world a better place. However, the expression of my call is changing along with my life. I'll continue to serve God, my community, and the biosphere, but as a member of the church rather than as an ordained deacon. This is a new beginning for both Gary and me, I'm now seeking that which will allow my heart to sing with joy. Thus, I'm caring for Gary, putting more of my energy into Camp Sky Meadows, teaching physics, chemistry, and astronomy, all online out of a university in Fullerton, and researching and experimenting with carbon sequestration and regenerative farming techniques. In light, of this change in our life focus i have stepped down as minister of hospitality at fumc pasadena i still do the alexio database administration since i can do that at home and i do not have to be away from gary for extended periods of time i do want to thank all of you again for being my family and supporting and loving us thank you Gary and I both look forward to seeing you again when we open this July.
4: I know that you join me in continuing to hold Deb and Gary in our prayers as they move through the coming days and all that they will bring. Finally, since today is Music Sunday, I want to take one more moment to thank all of those who serve on our music staff. Each of them has had to reinvent their area of work this past 16 months. Krissa, Megan and Alan have been working with Jen Chapman in reimagining our work with children. Megan has managed to find ways for our bell choirs to play and social distance. Our Chancel Choir Quartet and Choral Scholars have faithfully made videos each week for helping lead our hymns and our anthems. And there are not words to express all of my thanks to Aaron Chowes, not only for his talent at the keyboards, but as a friend and colleague and as a teacher to us all as we came to terms with producing what amounts to a weekly television show. This month, we bid farewell to Rana Abrahimi, who has served as our soprano choral scholar. Rana has graduated with the Master of Music degree from Cal State Northridge this spring, and so she's leaving us to pursue a career of performing and teaching. I am so grateful to each one of our staff for their flexibility and their commitment to the church during these difficult months and i'm grateful to all of you for continuing to support the church so that staff layoffs or furloughs were not required of us a lot of churches have had to fire their music staff this year our church has a lot to be grateful for please continue to use the online giving website for your tithes and offerings they really do make a difference be well and we'll see each other soon So Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Live in love. Create beauty in this world. And do all of these things in the name of God, the creator, the redeemer, and sustainer. Amen.